Okay, Philippians chapter 2, verse 5 to 11. Should be on the screen behind me to follow along. In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus, who, being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. And every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. Well, what does Christmas look like to you? As I walked around the shops with the kids and drove in the car, I was reminded of tinsel and carols. I was reminded of lights and trees and baby Jesus and decorations Myself, I was reminded not to forget to get Natasha a present. I was reminded of holidays and test cricket, food, fruit mince pies, not going to the shops, um, busyness, family. What does Christmas look like to you? I wonder, what does Christmas look like to God? Have you ever thought about that? What does God think of Christmas? What does He see at this time of year? Well, according to God, according to our reading we've had in Philippians 2, Christmas is way bigger than food and lights and cricket and even family. That's what Philippians 2 reminds us. It's our theme for this year, Christmas is bigger. What we have in front of us, and I want to open this for you for the next few minutes, is this description of God's big picture, long-range trajectory of what He's up to at Christmas and how Jesus fits in with his big global agenda, and what that means for your life. Because Christmas is actually a big deal to God. So, by way of context, as we look through this uh, few verses, uh, Paul, who's the writer of this, begins by saying that as as humans, we have a tendency to look out for our own interests, just look out for ourselves, number one. In verse 4 and 5, he says, don't look to your own interests, but each to the interests of others. In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus. You know, God doesn't look out for his own interests. If he did, there'd be no Christmas. So then, Paul, the writer, points to this greatest example of not looking out for just yourself. God becoming the person of Jesus. Look at verse 6. Jesus, who being in very nature God, did not consider Equality with God, something to be used to his own advantage. You see that phrase, nature of God, that's key in understanding Christmas and why Jesus is a big deal. Consider what the Bible means by the word God just for a moment. For example, God is unchanging in his being, purpose, and nature. The milk that you put in your coffee this morning has a use by date. So does the Christmas ham and the brandy custard, the toys you unwrapped what was under the tree, will wear out, it will break, it will expire, it will go off, you will lose it. But God's not like the milk bottle or the brandy custard. 
There's no use by or best before with him. No one can back God into a corner. There is no authority over him he has to answer to. He does what he pleases, decides what he wants, acts as he wants to. Earlier this year, COP26 was our good attempt at trying to rule the climate. But God's not constrained by governments or natures or seasons. No one can frustrate his agenda. Butterflies, water, quasars sit under his rule. God is gloriously perfect and good, loving, holy, and just. That's God, right? And this God isn't just chest-pumping or flexing at the pages of the Bible when we read that. He unleashes His power and glory to make Himself known. And at Christmas, He does that by becoming the person of Jesus. That's a big deal. You see, when we read the words, Jesus, who being in very nature God, it means Christmas is bigger than a famous baby born 2,000 years ago in a manger. Christianity makes the claim that Jesus is God, which means when God looks at Christmas, it's about giving us Himself. We see that emphasized in the rest of the verses in verse 6 to 8. Jesus, who being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to His own advantage. Rather, He made Himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man, He humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, death on a cross. Contortionists are these incredible artists who spent years twisting their body to fit in strange objects. You may have seen them trying to get into a suitcase or a a big water jug, perhaps. Or consider in the movie Aladdin, my favorite movie as a boy, there's this moment when the genie bursts out the lamp and he says, phenomenal cosmic power! And he gets sucked back in and says, but teeny tiny living space. And both of those examples are of of something big and massive willingly reducing itself to something small. And the Bible declares that God does this to some extent too when he took the very nature of a servant, making himself nothing. Inside the suitcase of humanity is Jesus. It's all of God, right? Phenomenal cosmic power, but he lay it aside willingly to become human. Not forced or unable to move freely like a contortionist. They can't live in the suitcase. Not a consequence of being powerful like the genie. I'm all powerful, but I'm stuck in a lamp. Rather, God's divine capacity is simply restrained, not reduced. God allowing Himself to be made in human likeness means He willingly accepted the full life of a human too. Hardship, isolation, ill-treatment, work, friendship, family, parents, feeling hungry, getting tired. God knows all of that, right? Why would He do that? Well, Christmas is about God continuing what He's always been doing, actually, just on a bigger scale, relating Himself to His creation. And what's so amazing is that he can do that without ceasing to be who he is in the process, in a way that we can understand. Do you see? At Christmas, God becomes relatable as a person. Not by observing, but by becoming. And the Christmas story goes on, doesn't it? Fully human means Jesus wasn't just born, but he died a death on a cross 
a Bible reading says. God did not regard himself above death, even a cruel, ugly death on a cross. He was not too proud to wear our skin or to bear our sin, says the songwriter. But it goes beyond that too, because Christmas doesn't end when Jesus was born or when Jesus died. After his death, God was still at work. Look at the last part of our verse today. Therefore, in light of all of that, God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and earth and under earth, and every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. SpaceX and Blue Horizon are two companies working very, very hard at sending us to space to orbit and enjoy the out-of-atmosphere sights. Um, they're doing some pretty cool things with rockets, and one thing they're doing is making reusable ones, so they kind of go up and they just land again. No parts come flying off, right? The whole thing stays intact, never separated, up and down, over and over again. In the same way, I was thinking about that, that when Jesus died, God raised him from the dead, he kept his body, never to take it off again, never to jettison it as he got to the atmosphere, so to speak, like the rocket. In fact, God continued to raise Jesus up, exalting him, in fact, putting him back in the place that he belongs to, where he came from, giving him the name above every name. And every tongue will confess and knee will bow before that Jesus. And then at Christmas, we're just bumping into the, the rooftop, the ceiling of God's bigness again, aren't we, at that point? Yes, we think of Jesus as a baby, but God has more going on in the Christmas story than just nappies and straw in a manger. Year after year, the old carols, the familiar readings, they're a sign, a pointer of God's grace to you and to me. Reminding us that as we plod along in life, God's view of Christmas is actually His next step in bringing you and me to His immense, beautiful glory. That for all the uncertainty that you have faced this year, all the fears that you've gone through this year, God is actually making our world head somewhere. Towards a someone. Towards Jesus. And Christmas is the moment that God permanently put on humanity so He can relate to us. In a way we can understand. As a person. Aware of all the complexities of life, yet also God. And that's comforting. There is a God outworking His plan through the person of Jesus and inviting us to join Him in that. And wow, what a different way to think about Christmas, isn't it? To plod along in life with this divine, sovereign, saviour, creator, God who is other-centred and truly kind and good, to, to, to do life with Him. That's big. And that's what Christmas looks like to God. What does Christmas look like to you? Can you say, can you say, I see holidays and good food and swimming in the pool and presents, hot weather and cricket. But I also see Jesus, the one who is given the name above all names, and I gladly confess him as Lord and I bow my life to him. That's the big vision of Christmas that God puts before us. Is that what you see? I do hope and pray that it would be.